When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. First interview of the year with uh, the magic man, Mr. Frank Warren. Obviously, we saw a big announcement the other day, uh, your first show of the year, February 27th. A world title fight between Jamel Heron and Carl Frampton, and uh, it could be a really historic night for Carl. Well, I hope so. You know, it'd be great to get Carl out and obviously get Herring over here, you know, and uh, it gives Carl his opportunity to become Ireland's first ever three-weight world champion, which would be a massive feat. And uh, obviously our first world title fight back. So um, hopefully we're going to be okay. Uh, We're just waiting for the final rubber stamp from the WBO now uh, because uh, Stevenson's uh, people have objected to it. But I I feel we'll be okay. Oh, you believe the world title will be on the line, yeah? Yes. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah, as I said, um, to kickstart off uh, the year for yourselves, a world title fight, but a world title fight where it's a, a 50-50 in many people's eyes, Frank. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough fight. It's a, it's a really good fight. And they're the fights we like, aren't they? 50-50 fights. And as I say, you know, in the environment we're in now without any live gates, you know, uh, Herring's just going into a neutral venue. He's not, co- he's not going into... You know, if the fight was in Belfast, where we originally we wanted to put it on, it'd be going into the Lions Den. But it's a, as I say, it's going to be a, a venue with no no punters there. Frank, I'm guessing that's going to wind up in either your call or the BT studio. So it'll be in London, yeah? yeah it'll be in London, yes. Okay, okay. Can you tell us uh, anything about potentially any shows after that in March, Frank? What are you working on? Oh, well, obviously we're working on, at the moment, um, Usyk and uh, Joe Joyce. That's, uh, I think the WBO will order that as a interim title fight. So we're working hard to make that happen. Um, or it's one of the fights we're working working on with uh, with Joe. So uh, that's that's there to be done. The WBO also put out the uh, purse bids or negotiation period for Andrade and Liam Williams. So that'll be another one. Um, I think that'll go that'll go to Perth. So it's going to be out of us and Matchroom who wins that. So there's some, you know, there's some quite good fights being ordered. Um, uh, um, Alex, uh, sorry, um, Lyndon Arthur's fights uh, going out against, uh, they've, they've ordered a an eliminator for him against, oh, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, oh, his name had come to me in a minute, but they've, the WBA have also ordered um, a fight for him, which is an eliminator. So there's a lot happening. And also there's the, uh, you know, the Anthony Yard, after fight there as well as a as a rematch, so it's okay. quite a bit that we've got. Daniel Dubois, I'm seeing Daniel and his team at the end of the week, and uh, we're going to work at see when he's going to be fit enough to resume or go back into training after the problems he had with his eye. So there's quite a few things happening. Okay, we'll come on to all of that what you've just uh, mentioned in more detail in a second. I want to start with uh, the domestic scene. Uh, some. 
fights the board have ordered recently. So we'll start with uh, Denzel Bentley and Felix Cash. That's a brilliant fight, isn't it? What do you think will happen with that, Frank? It, look, we'll either you know it'll go to purse bids, and the winner of the winner whoever wins it will promote it, and we'll obviously be looking to do that because Denzel's with us, and we're very much behind Denzel. Same case with uh, Zelfa Barrett, and of course your fighter Archie Sharp. There's another one. Yeah, I mean Archie's ranked number four in the world. You know, and he's, he's he's got a rank. He's got a, quite a good ranking, and uh, it's something we're you know I've got I haven't had a chance to. I said I've been out of action. I've been in hospital, and I've only been home uh, about. It was about six or seven days now. So I've got to sort out with Archie and his team, MTK, what they want to do with that fight, whether we go ahead with it or not. You know, it shouldn't be a final eliminator for a British title fight. I think they're a bit past that, a pair of them. Okay. So we'll see. Okay. You, you mentioned uh, Liam Williams there. There was talks potentially going on between Billy Joe and Andrade fighting, but as you said, the WBO have put another order uh, for Williams to face Andrade. So uh, when are purse bids due? Do you know, Frank? I think we've only got, I should think we've, we've got maximum a week now to work out, to try and do a deal. And it doesn't look like, we're, to be quite honest, that we're going to do a deal. So it's going to be, you know, I think the purse bids will probably be in the next two weeks or so. Okay, we'll see how that one develops. I do want to ask you on the theme of Liam Williams. Uh, Chris Eubank Jr. made some comments on IFL a couple of days ago where he said, both Kelbrook and Liam Williams would be tune-up fights for him. Well, if he wants a tune-up fight with Liam Williams, he's got a number, get on the phone. I mean, we don't want to go through all the stuff that we went through with Billy Joe Saunders, whereas we all lost the will to live. But if he's, if he's serious about fighting Liam Williams, that fight is the easiest fight in the world for him to make. It's really simple. To get both in the ring, 50-50 deal, done, if he wants it. How do you think that pans out between your man Liam and Chris Eubank Jr.? Liam Williams will knock him out. What did you make of uh, Chris signing with uh, Team Sowland? I don't know if you saw that. I only heard about that this morning. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, he obviously that's that's where he's at, and uh, I'm sure they'll do a decent job for him. But if they want to get in touch with me, you know, if Callie wants to get in touch and make the fight, he's got my number. Not a problem. Okay. Have you sat down with? Um, obviously, you've uh, had your things going on in, in hospital, etc. But have you? Uh, Talk to Anthony Yard or their team at all recently? Um, we had a conversation last week, a conference call end of last week, and uh, and we'll be resuming again this week with another chat. There's a few things to consider of where we're going. But obviously, you know, Anthony uh, wants to get out again, and I want to get him out again. And providing we can agree everything, then we'll. that's the direction we're going. We'll ask you, Frank, uh, before the end of the year, Anthony released a video on his own YouTube channel where he made comments about potentially leaving his trainer, Tendejo. He didn't say he was going to, but he's going to have a think about it. Did, it. did that get brought up in the conversation with Anthony? No, not at all. There was no mention of him leaving Tunday. Okay. okay. What's the likelihood that we see that Lyndon Arthur rematch next? Um, look, it's a fight everybody would certainly like to see again, especially, you know, it was quite, you know, people had their different views who won the fight. It was quite a close fight. I'd like to see it again. I think it'd be a, I think it'd be a great fight to see again. Um, it's up to the two guys. Um, and one thing, there is a rematch clause in, in the contract. So it's there to be done and there to be delivered. And it's, uh, it's whether it's the, the next fight or the fight after. But would you but say, as I said, as I said, you know, Lyndon's been put into an eliminator by the WBO for their title also. 
So, but a strong chance that at least in this year that fight happened between Yard. Oh and... yeah, you'd like to get it away. I mean, everybody, you know, certainly like the game. I'd be nice to get it when we got when we got some bums on seats. Definitely. Let's move on to the heavyweight scene, Frank. Let's start right at the top. What is the current situation uh, with talks regarding Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury? Exactly what you just said. Talks are, go- are ongoing. And uh, once it gets to a stage where we've got something that we can all look at as regarding a, some sort of draft form of a contract, then the re- all the respective parties will look at it and then obviously make their comments on it. And hopefully we can get it over the line between us all because it's the fight that everybody wants to see. I spoke to Bob Arum uh, on Friday, the Friday that's just gone, and he said he believes there's no stumbling blocks present at this time for that fight to be made. Is that your viewpoint as well? Well, once we see a draft contract, we'll see that. We'll know, won't we? I mean, at the moment, there's a will from everybody to make it happen. And between us all, we want to make it happen. He says uh, there's a 95% chance that fight happens around May or June, the first fight between Fury and Joshua. Would you say that's accurate? I hope it's 100%. (laughs) Frank, uh, is it fair to say that we rule out the UK for their first fight because of what's going on with this lockdown situation? Well, the lockdown, I mean, we don't know where we are, do we? I mean, it's unfortunate at the moment um, regarding live gates, but I don't see us getting any live gates until they get this vaccine programme sorted out. They're talking about doing the over 70s in the next few weeks, then then obviously coming down to the various different age groups. So I, I, I can't see, being quite honest, any, any bums on seats, you know, us getting live audiences in till May, if we're lucky. Yeah, uh, Bob reckons that that fight definitely won't wound up in America either. So we're looking at potential... Well, it's not an American fight, is it? I mean, no. it's not an American fight. It's gonna, you know, we'd love it to be in the UK. Um, but there are a number of territories outside of the UK that uh, are interested in staging it. So wherever whoever comes up with the most money, uh, get it. Can you disclose any of them territories, Frank? No. Nope. Yeah. You know, at the moment, the negotiations are what they are, and it's, you know, it's, not, it's pointless doing it through the media. You know, the name of the game is to get the, get everything agreed by all parties. Okay, we, most, we appreciate important, most importantly, the two boxes. Definitely. Hopefully, that fight. Uh, Land uh, May or June. Okay, Frank, let's talk about um, Alexander Usyk v. Joe Joyce. You mentioned it earlier. What is the situation with that one? The uh, situation is that the uh, WBO have said they'd like to do that fight as an eliminator. Um, we have no objection to that, and I don't think Usyk has. And uh, there's been some preliminary talks, and we'll see where we go from there. Do you think that fight will happen? I hope so. It's a good fight, and whoever wins it, and I think Joe's got Joe's you know, certainly based on his last performance, Joe's looking looking really good and he comes through it. It puts the winner, which I hope would be Joe, in a tremendous position. That you know, the the the, the you know the winner the winner of the the eventual winner of the two fights between um Tyson and AJ will have to defend or vacate their the, the, their belt against Joe Joyce if he comes through, or Usyk, whoever we, if, if Usyk was to win. But I fancy Joe in the fight. Yeah, how, how do you think that fight pans out? Obviously, Joe's your man, so you're going to back him, but how do you think that goes? Well, I just think, you know, I like Usyk. As I said, I think he's a, I think he's a tr- he was a tremendous cruiserweight. I mean, tremendous cruiserweight. Um, the two fights I see was it Chad Witherspoon and his fight against Derek. You know, um, I think a big guy like Joe 
now. I mean, Joe is a naturally big man, and you've got, you know, who's come up as a cruiserweight, what's he, 33, something like that, I think, 33, 34. It's quite unusual for guys to do it at that age. Normally, you know, if he was a cruiserweight, you know, 27, 28, I think he could grow into being a heavyweight, but he's not a natural heavyweight. Um, and he doesn't, you know, whatever, whatever he weighed for his last fight, you knew, you know, he could probably still make cruiserweight if he need, if he needed to. So, you know, to beat a big guy like Joe, he's going to have to really turn it on, in my opinion. Um, and you've got to fancy Joe's being a favourite in that fight. Hopefully, again, as I said, with a Fury Joshua, hopefully Usyk Joyce happens as well. Daniel Dubois, I know you said you're going to see him in a, in a few days, but w- what happens for him this year after he's fully recovered? Well, he's got to see a specialist again this week, and obviously we'll know more, but the objective is, providing he's fit and able to box, that we get him out and get him out regularly so he can get back in the swing again. Hmm. What kind of opponent um, do you think we'll be looking at, Frank? Was that too early to say now? It's too early to go there. You know, I don't know what date he's going to fight. I mean, you know, it, it depends what specialist says when he can. It's not just when he fights; it's when he can resume training. I mean, you know, he's, he's sparring and so forth. So um, that's in the hands of the specialist. Obviously, we'll take his his uh, his advice, and Daniel will take his advice as, what, as to what will happen. When you spoke to him, how's he been? Anyways, not I don't mean the eye, but how's he mentally at this point? Well, he's down, and he's down mentally. I mean, you know, he, he was down. He was very. You know, he felt that, um, you know, if it hadn't been for the... I'm just telling you how he felt. If it hadn't been for the injury, only needs to win, win one of the last two rounds on the judges' scorecards. He, you know, he felt he'd have won the fight. But that didn't happen. And it is what it is. Um, it's in the past. As I said, you can't change the past. The past is what it is. And you've got to move forward and learn from it. And and uh, hopefully that would be the case. But what I want to happen for him is that his eye, he comes back and the eye is 100%. There is a hundred percent. He can then get back in the groove again and do what he do what he's good at doing and get. Uh, and he learned from that last fight. And that's great experience for him. In some ways, it's, it's a real experience for him. So, um, you know, uh, he's more than capable, I believe, of coming back and coming back stronger. Okay, I want to ask you about uh, some of your prospects. Well, we're, we're calling prospects, but I think they're moving on to that next stage now. Let's start with. Uh, Someone had a brilliant 2020, Hamza Shiraz. This is going to be a, a breakout year for him, isn't it, Frank? I think so, yes. I think, you know, it's funny. This year, I think with these guys, we're getting, you know, obviously we're talking about a few other names. But I think we're going to get to the sort of end, you know, where we built, you know, where, you know, where we brought fighters through, where they're going to be on the cusp of something. And I think that certainly as far as uh, Hamza's concerned, it's going to be a big year for him. I mean, he's a... He's in some ways a bit of a freak of a fighter when you look at you know, how tall he is and he's and he's how rangy he is and the shots that he throws. I mean, I, I love watching him fight. He's, I think he's very exciting, and I do think he's got a big future ahead of him. I really do think he's going to be a big breakout year for him this year. How far do you think he is from a world title, Frank? I think he's got a way to go from that yet, but uh, you know, this year I want him to consolidate his position. I want to get himself up in the top three and by the end of the year be in the top three. And he's capable of doing that. He's very, he's a very capable fighter, um, and he, he he's very skillful, very very skillful, and very smart, and he's very economic with his punches. You know, I, I mean, I love watching him. For me, that's you know, it, 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 I think he's, I think he's, I think he's, he's got it all. Um, but now he's got to go out there, and he's got, to, we've got to, you know, step up each time he fights the opposition. And bring him through, but he's more than capable of doing that. And and hopefully, you know, when we do get some bums on seats, he's got a good following. 
And I think he considered his following and obviously get more people along by the performances he's put in during lockdown. Do you think we'll see a, a fight with Troy Williamson and Hamza? Yeah, I do. I do. And it's a great fight. You know, Troy's a good fighter. He's a quality fighter. I mean, that is a great fight for the fans. A great fight for the fans. Yeah, you know, it's one, you know, you'd love to buy a ticket for if you had a ticket to sell. You know what I mean? It's a really good fight to see. Yes, definitely a main eventer, that one. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Another one of your favourites, uh, Dennis McCann. What happens with him this year, Frank? Well, I think it's it's really the same as as with uh, with Hamza. You know, to get out there, consolidate his position. Remember, he's a young he's a young man, um, but he's he learns quickly. He's got a tremendous boxing brain as well. And I'm just looking again to step him up, and by the end of the year, having him in uh, you know in a real position where he's there or thereabouts. People talk about him fighting for a world title. You know, probably this time next year. But he needs to be busy, um, and I'm going to keep him busy. He's a, he's, a, he's a tremendous young, he's a tremendous, tremendous young fighter, tremendous prospect. Now, uh, we know you've got an uh, array of uh, top-class heavyweights, from Tyson Fury to Joe Joyce, Daniel Dubois, but someone who's uh, starting to make a bit of a mark is uh, David Adelaide. He is. I mean, look, he's done extremely well for himself, um, but I don't want him... I mean, he wants to run before he can walk. Now, he's a young man in a hurry, he's, but, you know, he's been sparring with all the guys. I mean, he was sparring with Tyson. He's been start, he's sparred with AJ. He's been at sparred with all the guys, you know, all the, all the you know, guys in the top, you know, either world champions or in the top three. So he's picked up a lot of experience. Um, but now, he, again, he's got to go out this year. He's got, I want to see some really good, and we will see some good snappy performances from him. And again, I, I want him to, get himself into a position by the end of the year where hopefully he's fighting, you know, at least for a British title. Mm. Another fighter in that division, Nathan Gorman as well. Um, what are we going to see from Nathan this year? Well, uh, you know, he's, when he had that comeback fight last year, it, he'll be out in March, by the way, but when he had that comeback fight last year, I was, you know, he came in heavy, but he boxed extremely well. And it's just about him getting rid of, you know, getting a bit more of that weight off. And he's, you know, he's a, he's a he's an extremely good fighter. He's a very capable fighter, and there's some good fights for him out there. And then, and obviously he want to get himself in the mix again, and we'll make sure that happens. The hot train. And I and I've got to tell you something. I think he, I think he's an outstanding fighter, an outstanding fighter. And I, I I was really pleased with him last year. Pleased with a lot of the guys from last year, but I mentioned him because I I genuinely think I he reminds me of a young Joe Kawasaki. He reminds me of him, and I really, really do think he's got a great future ahead of him. And I'm looking forward to seeing him out again, um, which he will be out sometime in February. So I'm looking forward to seeing him out again. He's a, he's an excellent, excellent prospect. People have made that comparison with uh, himself and Joe Calzaghe. Obviously, a big one, but a lot of people in boxing are highly rating him. Do you think the fight with Lennox Clark will happen next? Yes, yes, we're going to make that happen. Uh, Lennox wants it, and obviously uh, Willie wants it, and that's going to be a, that's a good litmus test for him. It's a good fight. It's a, it's a good fight for us all to see. Potentially, Frank, how many shows are you looking at in March? Uh, we're looking to get away at least two shows in March okay. at the moment. In fact, we had a we had a, a, a conference call this morning. We're just trying to nail it down. I'd like to get two away. We've certainly got one on, um, which is one at the end of March, but we, we want to try and get two on at least. Also, we all mentioned, I know we said about Denzel Bentley and, and Felix Cash because that's been ordered, but 
whether that happens or not, uh, I think Denzel was another one last year who put his mark on British boxing. Well, look, he did, didn't he? I mean, in, in big style. I mean, he, you know, he, he went out there, and they were two. They were two good fights that you know, two good fights he had with uh, Mark Heffron. Yeah, you know, and the second one was quite, you know, was, was quite was very different those first few rounds than the first one. I thought it was an, an excellent fight. It's a shame for Mark with his eye net, but Denzel, you know, done a great job. Um, and again, he, you know, as, as we mentioned when we saw that fight, Felix Cash, that's a good fight. And again, it's up to Denzel to put his marker down. I mean, he comes through that fight. He's going to be up there fighting for a big title this year. No doubt about that. Yeah. Okay. Frank, we spoke about this um, near the end of last year, about the, the lack of... <sighs> government funding uh, for the amateur scene. I know you wrote to them, so did Eddie Hearn. Has anything come back from it? Has anything happened? No, another letter went from the board uh, regarding this, regarding the amateur and the pros, you know, because the small hall, sh- what we keep referring to as the small hall shows, and, you know, match from ourselves, I think MTK are doing shows, and well, there's not too much other than that going on. Um, these, you know, th- there's a lot of fighters out there not getting any work, and they rely on it rely on boxing for a living and they need some support. And we've written, we, you know, we, we've, we've added our name and written to the government separately that, that they need to step in and help the sport. They're, they're doing it with other sports. So what is the, why aren't they doing it with boxing? You know, boxing is a sport that, um, there's another word to describe it, it is a working class sport. You know, it's, it's kids from, or, you know, a lot of fighters come from pretty, um, humble beginnings and, and backgrounds and uh, they need, they need help there and they need, uh, and they need, they need the government to step in and help, help the sport survive at that level. And, and again, mentioning the amateurs, certainly at that level, otherwise without any amateurs, there's not going to be any professional boxing. And it's, it's, it's not just the, the fights. It's what happens in the amateur gyms. It's the tournaments, it's it's making sure that these guys, you know, don't get put off the sport because it is a young man's business. To take a year out of boxing, especially if you're an amateur or eight, eighteen months, as it's now looking in some cases with you know with this with this um, virus, this pandemic, it's a big chunk of a young of a young man's career. And you know, they might think they want to do something else. You know, it's not there. I go and you know, hopefully get difficult times. Still try and get another job elsewhere. So it's uh, it's tough times. We know that we know the we know the elite squads get their their, their grants and good luck to them they get paid. But that that's probably about two percent of amateur boxers. The rest of them need some help, and the clubs need some help because it's not just about that. It's also what they do for the communities, how they help, how they you know how it is a you know, amateur boxing clubs are a community affair, and they get a couple of um, awards were handed out to a couple of amateur boxing uh, people who've amateur boxing in um, in Sheffield, and quite rightly so. But it's what they do for the community. And the government should be very, very much aware of that, you know, the contribution that boxing these clubs make to the welfare and the benefits of the community. And do not lose it. You know, it, it, you know amateur boxing isn't a rich sport at all. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's people you'd probably say 98% of the people who are involved in it do it for nothing. They do it by giving their time up and you've got to take your hats off to them for doing that. 
So it's not too much to ask the government now to step in and help and ensure that amateur boxing has a future. I think everyone watching that will agree. Frank, whilst you were saying that, a couple of things did come to mind. Um, I know Joe's focus is, is securing that <coughs> fight, but David Hay made some comments before the end of the year saying, let's do Joyce and Chisora. Thoughts? It's a great fight. It's a good fight. I've got no problem with that fight. But let's see what happens with uh, Usyk and Joyce. But I, 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 I have no problem. I spoke to David. I have no problem with that fight at all. No problem. Okay. No problem. Also, uh, come out a couple of days ago, reportedly, that uh, Sergei Kovalev uh, failed a drugs test. Did you see that? I did. Thoughts on the matter? Well, if he failed a drug test, then he's tested, obviously he's tested positive. And, uh, and uh, what title was it? Was, or what, was it who, what was it he fought for, which he failed? I can't remember which, what, what was I it? I can't remember the substance. It was an obscure substance. No, not the substance. substance. What was the title that he fought for? No, he had, just a fight, a... he had a fight coming up. Um, oh, sorry, the fight coming up. He fa- you're, sorry, you're right. Yeah. Well, look, if he fouled it, and, he, and, and which he has done, then obviously he's got to pay for the consequences for that. There are consequences, and, you know, let's throw the book at him. Mm. Okay. Well, listen, Frank Warren, thanks for the first catch-up of the year. Good to see you're, you're back in, in good health now, Frank. I'm getting there, mate. It's, uh, it's not a good place to be, hospital, with this COVID, you know. All these idiots who talk about it's a hoax need to go and get their brains tested. It's not a hoax to be in a ward and seeing people, you know, really fighting for their lives, literally fighting for their lives. It's a terrible thing. But thankfully, um, you know, I was lucky. And more importantly, you you look at the, you know, the nurses, the, 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 the orderlies and the doctors. What they're doing is unbelievable. The, the, the hours and the care that they're putting into helping people. And for people to talk about it's a hoax is a disgrace. And it's an insult to those me- people in the medical profession to do to have to, for what they're doing for idiots to even make comments like that. Okay. Frank, uh, listen, hopefully we'll see you on fight week for Jamel Heron and Carl Frampton. A brilliant fight, February 27th. And uh, look forward to your other shows this year. All right. Top man. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you. You look after Sahuma. Thank you. And you, Frank. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.